0: Um, no, I think you, you put the nail on the head and put the nail in the head, hit the nail on the head. Sure. Did did everything with the nail. You nailed it.
1: Hey guys, we're back. Welcome back to our podcast. We are on episode three, which is super exciting for Jenna and I. Um, and we're super excited about the topic we want to talk to you guys about today. So for our new listeners,
0: we are Jenna and Sophie, and we are two 20-something best friends who started this podcast to create a community of those just figuring all this out. Every other week, we bring you advice, guest mentors, and personal anecdotes, so you never have to say, I wish I knew that in
1: my 20s. So let's start off this episode just on reflecting a few, on a few questions just take a moment to get comfy, close your eyes, and if you want, you can answer these along with us, but let's just kind of get into what we're going to be talking about today.
0: Right, so the first thing that I'm going to ask you, Sophie, but also please ask yourself at home is, have you ever achieved full confidence in yourself?
1: I don't think I have yet. I still, obviously, I think everyone's going to have insecurities like long term, but I think I saw the long way to go to say that I'm a fully confident person.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel I'm reaching a point where I am almost the most confident I have ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel, just like with everyone, there is room to grow and become more self assured.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, the second question is Have you ever changed yourself to be able to fit in more?
0: Daily. I think it's, it's natural to do that. I think we're trained to do that. Um, and I definitely feel there was a significant portion of my life where it just felt right to be someone that wasn't completely and authentically me.
1: Yeah, retweet.
0: Do you feel like your friends love you for who you really are?
1: I think I'm getting there. I think a lot of it is that I need to... Be who I really am more in front of them. There might be a little bit of a fear to be the real person that I am with them, um, but working harder. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to
0: say that answer if you don't feel that you are always being yourself around your friends. Like, will they love me for being myself? I would hope so. I would think so. But I don't know if I have had enough trust in myself to always be myself in front of them.
1: hmm Jenna, do you feel like you would be fully supported for taking risks by your friends or the people in your life, or do you fear being judged by them? Well, I
0: feel like this comes down to my own insecurities, but I'm sure everyone could relate to this. I think that there have been times in my life where I've done something that would be considered unconventional or, you know, different from what is to be expected. And there was judgment from people, and it was because, you know, people fear when others do the unexpected and when they do what, what they themselves aren't doing because it makes them question their own choices. And so, yeah, I've definitely received pushback for making certain choices. And I think that's made me hesitant to sometimes do things that I really feel passionate about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely fear being judged and that's kind of regardless of whether or not I feel like they'll support me. I just fear that judgment.
0: Our last big question is, do you fear being different, but also fear being basic?
1: It is an ongoing struggle. Just, It's almost like the devil and the angel on my shoulder. I don't want to be different or seen as different, but I also don't want to be seen as the same.
0: It's like you can't win. There's no, you got to find that perfect middle, but that's so hard for so many people.
1: Yeah. So look. Obviously, these are all things that Jenna and I have both felt to some degree. And honestly, I can pretty much guarantee that the people in your life, your friends, your family, have also felt this way to some degree as well.
0: Your 20s are especially hard for this issue because being in your 20s is the first time in your life where being different is not only accepted, it's embraced. And I feel like, you know, leading up to your 20s, so let's say your pre-teens and your teen years, you want nothing but to fit in. And if someone is looking at you different or if someone is, if you're doing something that stands out or doesn't stick to the status quo, it is mortifying. And all you want to do is just be like everyone else and be mundane. And that's just normal. That's what's accepted. And then all of a sudden you reach your 20s and you go to an interview and someone says to you what makes you different. And that's so confusing because it's like what do you mean what makes me different? I've been told this whole time to be the same as everyone else. Now you're telling me change your mindset and be different. And it's true. If you're not different, you know, what do you bring that someone else wouldn't bring to a job or to, you know, anything like that, to a friendship and it's really disorienting and it's definitely a huge mindset shift, but it's important and I think learning to Except that, yeah, you may be basic, but you also have things that make you different and that make you special is such a big realization that comes from your 20s.
1: The years of your 20-somethings are hard because like Jenna said, you're expected to act like an adult and do all of the adulting things, but you're also given little to no guidance about what that means and you're thrown out into the world. And honestly, if that's not hard enough, you're also expected to be this perfect put together version of yourself and like let's be real that is just not going to happen at least from our experience and then you have to navigate who you are so these years we always say they're so transitional and difficult but you have these conflict conflicting narratives of be different be the same be basic but don't do anything like don't do anything out there or extreme but be yourself
0: Right. And I feel like, you know, if you had to trace back where this difficult conversation you have with yourself of, do I be different? Do I be the same where it happens? It definitely seems to start at least for us in our high school years. Mm -hmm. And that was a big time of learning to balance this and to make a decision. Am I going to stand out or am I going to stay in?
1: Stick to the status quo. Status quo,
0: not to quote High School Musical one more time, but you gotta. You just gotta.
1: Yeah, I think high school places so many pressures on everyone, but especially girls, at least from our experience, that's what we can Mm -hmm. talk to. Um, But socially, girls are supposed to have their friend group and stick to that friend group and... There's pressure to, not for everyone, but there's pressure to be popular, but not too popular and only popular in a certain way. And it's, it's a lot. So people kind of cling to the, this one identity, this ideal girl that they all pretend and try to be.
0: Yeah. And I mean, not to say that, you know, the movie representation of what a high school community is, is accurate because most likely it's dramatized. hmm But at the same time, it comes from somewhere in the sense that, yeah, there are groups and there are cultures and expectations of people of how you're supposed to act. And when you belong to a friend group or to a community within that, there are expected ways to dress and expected ways to act and proper lingo. And we definitely felt that I would say Sophie and I belonged to a similar, if not the same community in high school. Mm -hmm. And we definitely, I think only once leaving high school kind of realized a lot of the decisions that we felt we made on our own weren't really choices that were made by us, more made for us.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny because there was kind of like two, um, two types of people or like two ways that you describe some. they were either basic or they were extra back when we were in high school. And it was funny because you didn't want to be basic, but you also didn't want to be extra. And sometimes it was positive or negative, depending on who it was. And it was just so, there there was labels being thrown out left, right, and center. And it was hard to know what to be. And you just didn't want that negative criticism. So you kind of just, like I said, formed into that person where nothing was too basic or too extra. You were just that happy medium trying to avoid any criticism.
0: And I think it all comes back to that overarching fear of the repercussions of either not fitting in or not being you. And in both cases, it came down to this fear of being dropped. Yeah. And I think what that means for me at least is this idea that if you don't match the people that you are wanting to be liked by and wanting to be appreciated by in everything that they do, they're gonna lose value of you and appreciation of you. And they're gonna say, we don't need you, thanks for coming in, you know, don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah. And that can be just mortifying. And I remember it's happened to me. It's happened to, I think, Sophie as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like this is something that everyone either experiences at least once or has a connection to because someone they know has experienced it. And there, it's not easy. There are no ways I can say that make getting through it easy, but it happens and it, in, a, in some way it happens for a reason because it gets you one step closer to realizing, you know what, like as much as it wasn't nice to be dropped that wasn't me when I was with them. That was me playing a character. And that was me trying to be basic and fit in. And that's not who I want to be. So it doesn't feel nice in the moment, but it is so important in getting you to that point of realizing, at least I know what I'm not before I know what I am.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like when I tell you I wore leggings and a hoodie every single day to high school for four years, not the same leggings and a hoodie. I guarantee (laughs) I had about 30 pairs of Lululemon, like no other brand was allowed. I still have them, but Lululemon leggings and a different hoodie every day. I mean it. And that was because, and yes, that is by definition basic, Right, but I just didn't want to stand out. And that seemed like the safe option. And I always wanted to play it safe. And there was days where I wanted to dress cute or wanted to curl my hair and I have straight hair. So I was concerned that someone would notice that I was doing something extra or different. So I never did. Mm -hmm. And I think back on that, and I'm like, A, nobody cared. (laughs) But B, like that's sad. But
0: here's the interesting thing. It's not like when you did something that was quote unquote extra, that someone would come to you and say, hey, you're weird, you're dropped. It wasn't that obvious. The way in which you were isolated and made to feel different and a loner, let's say, was so much more subtle and because of that it hurt so much more and the way I remember it was I you know to go off Sophie's example of what you had to wear we wore leggings that was just the expectation you wore leggings and you wore a sweatshirt but you still you know you look girly and I was someone who really always had a deep appreciation of fashion and I really liked dressing as a way to express myself not you know I I I can't own that I never have been someone that a that, you know, started trends, but I did like looking at new trends and trying to embrace new directions in fashion. And a very small gesture I did to that was I decided to start wearing jeans, which seems like such a small thing. It's jeans who would care. But what would happen is I'd come to school and wearing jeans and someone would say to me, you look really edgy today. And it's not an insult, but the intention there to say, you look edgy. It was to say, you look different than us you look strange, you look punk, I guess is what was trying to go in there. And it made me feel small. And then I remember thinking, I can't do that again. Can't wear leggings. And I felt shitty the whole day.
1: Yeah. Which was never the intention. I don't think of that person really. It was like, it was kind of like, why are you doing something different than normal? Because I think in high school, everyone wants, and I think in life, everyone wants each person to kind of fit into a little box and be nice. predictable so that you know what they're going to do and what they're going to say and what they're going to wear so that you can kind of play off that but that's not how people are people are not predictable people are not constant they change in ebb and flow which we can talk about more but it it was like coming to school in jeans was like a production it was like wow you look so good today and you're like oh my god now never I'm never so cool. said like that right it was never said like that yeah So that being said, is is there a problem with being quote-unquote basic? I don't think there's a problem
0: with being basic as long as the basic person you are is truly you. And if that's really how you feel and that's the stuff that you like, if that just happens to be categorized as basic, then that's great because you are being authentic and you are being true to yourself. But when you are being basic with the sole intention of just wanting to, you know, get by and not be noticed or not stand out because you fear, you know, the ridicule that might come from being different, then I feel like it's not healthy to always fit in.
1: Yeah. I think it's funny because I think a lot of the times we want to be different, but we don't want to stand out. It's like you want to have your own individual talents, but you don't really want to share them for fear of criticism of them, which is so conflicting And I have so much like respect and compassion for high schoolers because like you hear those mean girls and those girls who are like, even the popular mean ones are quote unquote popular. They're the ones who are struggling. And you can only ever see that when you remove yourself from the situation, but they're the ones who have the biggest insecurities. And I know your mom says it and your therapist says it, everyone says it, but (laughs) it's true. It is so true. So I don't think that there's a problem with being basic as long as you're happy with the person you are and you're not just doing it to hide from the real you. Right.
0: But if you've decided that, you know, you're basic and this isn't something you're happy with, there's got to be a way to get yourself out of that, you know, basic Mm -hmm. persona and become who you really are.
1: Yeah, I think that it's important also to say like... (laughs) If you are being the person that you are and that person is considered to be basic at that period of time, because what's considered to be basic changes over time, that's okay because you're still being yourself. You're still living authentically. Look, I think the
0: biggest lesson I learned in high school, and I'm sure you know, a lot of other people would now say, "Oh, me too, was that you don't have to wear stuff and say stuff and buy stuff that you don't like just because somebody else says they like it because you're buying mm-hmm. it for yourself you're not buying it for them and I remember like specifically I would say so if I could go back to high school and I could give myself some advice my first piece of advice would be you need to stop filling in your eyebrows <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people have that same realization too but the reason why I did it was because you know I'd look at the magazines and I'd look at girls on Instagram and they all had these Instabrow, Instagram brows I don't know if you remember them which were these very Mm -hmm. chiseled, deep, intense eyebrows, but they didn't fit me and nor did I really like the look of them. Like, it wasn't even like I was like, oh, I think that's pretty. I just thought it was what was expected of me to do in order to be considered pretty. Mm -hmm. And I think having that realization of knowing if I don't like it, why am I even doing it if it doesn't make me happy was a big thing I had to come to reach.
1: And like, here's the thing. I still wear Uggs and I wear my Uggs proudly. And right. for the last, like last year, even I was like, oh, I'm so afraid to look basic. Cause I'm wearing Uggs, but I like my Uggs and they're comfy and warm and cozy. And I feel like a warm cup of hot chocolate when I wear them. So <laughs> you know what? If I'm taking my dog out for a walk, I'm going to wear them because I like them. And so yeah, maybe they're basic, but who cares? Because I right. like them and I'm not wearing them because it's a designer label or whatever. I'm not really into that in general anyways. So there's two sides of being basic that fear myself being basic with wearing them, but it's kind of just saying, you know, I really like them. So I'm going to go ahead with that. Right. True.
0: So now we've reached the point where we're kind of asking ourselves, okay, is there a problem with being basic? And we said, yes, there can be a problem if it's not truly who you are, but no, it's not a problem if you're happy and content with the person that you are. But let's focus on that first part, the, the former, and talk about those people that really don't feel like they are being who they are when in front of others, when in, out in public, and who want to make a change for that.
1: So I am a huge, huge, huge believer in the fact that you choose the person that you want to be. There are genetic factors. You do have a personality that are, it's your constant traits but you get to choose the person that you wanna be. So I chose in, oh my goodness, grade eight, I chose, I was a negative person. Like I was just in a group of girls, mean girls who, no, not mean. It was just a culture in the grade that was very negative and gossipy. And I remember someone talking about a friend and saying, he's friends with everybody. And I said, I wanna be that person. I wanna be the person that's friends with everybody. And I wanna be a positive person. And I made the choice to be that person, and it's not easy to change, but I believe that you can change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we as people aren't, you know, set from the get go of who we are. This is who we are, and that can't be changed. I think no matter what age you are, you are constantly growing and evolving, and you don't ever reach a point where you are in a fully sta- a fully established human. I think you're constantly evolving, and with that, if you have an intention to change, if you've decided. I don't like who I am when I'm around others, or even I don't like who I am just by myself. If you make a goal to yourself and you put in the effort to ad- adapt, I don't see why you couldn't change who you are.
1: Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. And that's the thing. So if you feel like you're not yourself, or even this is not just what you're wearing, let me make that very clear. It's not about the clothes you wear, it's not the people that you're friends with, it's about your attitudes, it's about If you're gossiping and you don't like that about yourself, or you say the word like too much and you don't like that about yourself, anything that you feel that you don't really like about yourself, and for the ease of the podcast, we are going to refer to this as basic bitch syndrome, we've come up with a 10-step guide to how to overcome basic right
0: and again this doesn't have to be put into place if you are content with who you are and you own it a hundred percent you would need to be who you want to be but this is for those people who we mentioned before who just don't feel like they are who they believe they're meant to be and who they want to be and just don't know where to start in terms of getting themselves to the point where they are content with how they present themselves
1: You have full power to choose the person that you want to be. You can either be a negative or a positive person. And if you feel like you're just a negative person, that's not true. You can change. Right. Like, I know I've done it.
0: So without further ado, let's go into detail about the 10 steps of overcoming basic bitch syndrome.
1: Okay. So number one. Okay. This one might be a little bit cliche and I know that you've heard it, but do something that scares you every day.
0: Yeah. So there's a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt that says you must do the thing you think you cannot do. And I think that really just sums that up. Do something that you've told yourself is beyond the scope and is too much for you and is, oh no, that would be that, you know, that's not what I would do per se. And that can be something so small. Like that can be literally, uh, you know, I only wear white socks. All of a sudden, maybe I'll wear hot pink socks and maybe no one will notice but me, but it's going to give you that confidence to say, man, I can make the change of how I want to be seen.
1: If you don't think you're capable of eating lunch alone, do it. Mm -hmm. Take that time, take that risk because in order to change the person that you are or to discover new things about yourself, you need to spend time with yourself and you cannot continuously be building your own persona up off of other people. It's the same idea that growth happens in discomfort. And if you're always comfortable and just kind of Fine with who you are, you're not going to grow. Right.
0: I think then that moves us right into number two, which is don't contribute to the judgment. And that's easier said than done. But really, what we mean by this is when you stop judging others, you will stop worrying about the judgment from others. And so it's that same idea of treat others the way you want to be treated. And if you are a part of the problem in the sense that you are looking at other people that are pushing themselves to break the mold and saying, oh, like, she looks edgy today. That's contributing to the same problem that you fear and that you dislike. So the second you change your own mindset, it can influence the community around you, and you'll see, just like a domino effect, everything one step leads to another, and all of a sudden you've changed an entire community.
1: It's true. Like, I'm a big believer in what you put out into the world is eventually returned to you, and I believe that if you stop judging you're going to place a lot less value onto that judgment. So that when you receive judgment, you're going to be like, yeah, okay. Leave it in my voicemail. Like who cares? What's
0: that that saying of those who matter?
1: Do you know what I'm trying to
0: say? Yes.
1: Those who matter. Those who
0: mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Yeah. I believe I said that right. If I didn't, I give you permission to laugh at me. But basically, it's that same idea of if you stop caring so much of what people are saying, then it takes away the power. And if you stop saying things that people can care care deeply about and have it deeply affect them, then it will stop that same process as well.
1: You will also have stronger friendships when you stop contributing to the judgment. Right. Number three, which is similar but still different, is to decide to be a positive person. I said it before and I'll say it again you have the response ability to decide that you are going to be a positive person and it doesn't happen instantly it's just like changing a habit it takes practice but you legitimately have to choose when you wake up in the morning either you're going to be a positive person or a negative person today yeah absolutely when you make that choice that positivity radiates through you
0: it's a matter of changing your perspective and if you go into something with optimism and open mindedness you'll see how it affects the outcome of things. It's the same way as when you manifest things. If you go in with a certain expectation and you've decided that something's going to come out a certain way, it will most likely occur.
1: The other thing is you'll be more positive to new experiences and to tr- taking risks. Right. You won't just shut down ideas really quickly and continuously go back to the accepted or what's considered to be basic because you're you have that positive inclination to new experiences.
0: Number four is uh, go against the trends. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that means just because something is popular doesn't mean it's good for you, it's good to you, it's liked by you. For example, let's talk about vaping. (laughs) Vaping was popular, vaping was something that was trendy, and how did that go for everyone? It's just it's not always... How did that go? Just because it's a trend doesn't mean it's something that you should do it's something that you'll like and i think you know separating yourself from from saying oh it's a trend and therefore i must embrace it is going to make it so much more realistic for you to tackle things like your 20s
1: exactly i think it's important to again the trends and what are going on if they're fun that's great like hop on it if it's a positive trend if it's a negative trend and you're doing it just because your friends are doing it It's the same thing as we all say, like if your friends jump off a bridge, would would you? Right. True. (laughs) It's that same thing. So don't sacrifice your personality because it's a trend. Actually take a moment to think critically for yourself as a grown up 20 year old adult. Do I like this or am I doing it? Because everyone else is doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless it's wearing a mask, wear a mask. Wear a mask, no doubt. (laughs) All right. Number five on the list is do what 99% of people will not do. And what I mean by this, if you want to be in the top 1% of people, or if you want to be like your own person, that 1% of your own personality, as opposed to everyone else, you're going to have to do what 99% of people will not do. And you kind of have to take this one for yourself and form your own opinions and kind of figure out what it means to you Mm -hmm. because it's so individual to you but 99% of people will not learn how to ride a unicycle and if you want to be a unicycle rider then you're gonna have to put your attention to that but which is like such a far stretch of an example I don't think so
0: go out and ride a unicycle already (laughs)
1: There's a TikToker, her name's Anna, and I love her. I love her. And she's kind of talked about this before. And I think that's why it came to my head, but you have to do what feels right to you, not what feels right to the other 99% of you, not of you.
0: And I mean, just looking at history, the game changers in this world, the whole point was that they did what others weren't doing and they couldn't have done, you know, they couldn't have made history if they just stuck with the status quo. And that doesn't mean you have to be the, the Einstein or, you know, the Roosevelt or anyone else in your, in, that you consider to be a game changer. But I strongly believe, and I hope you do too, that everyone is put on this earth for a reason um, and everyone brings something to the table and everyone, you know, has something that they contribute that's special and that's necessary. And I think if you're doing what someone else is doing, you're not doing your job of bringing your unique value to this earth.
1: And that's a problem. And here's the thing. If we were all the same, we'd be robots. Not like, only would we be robots, we wouldn't exist. Like even if you we just think scientifically, exist.
0: the whole point is that we needed to adapt and it was battle of the fittest for who could be different enough to survive. We need to bring exactly. different things to this world in order to innovate,
1: in order to grow, in order to keep living. Exactly. So unless like, we want, like, frankly, a mob of robots, and not to exist, then we all need to find individual things so that we can contribute to the world in our own unique ways.
0: You bring something different that someone else doesn't, and it's a crime not to let the world see it because you have qualities that others lack, and we need that to make up a well-rounded world.
1: Preach it, Jenna.
0: Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Our number six is make alone time for yourself, and this is vital for so many reasons. Um, just outside of this, but specifically in terms of you know finding who you are. If you don't have any empty time to explore who you are and what you do, then you will only ever be exposed to the things that your friends like to do. And then all of a sudden, your likes aren't really your likes. They're someone else's and you're just told to like something. Mm-hmm. So the more time you give to yourself to find out, what do I like? what What inspires me? and that may be scary because it might be completely different from what you think it is because of what your I mean, what your friends think it is but it's important because it helps you determine who you are as an individual outside of who you are with your friends
1: frankly there's probably more out there for you if you figure out what what you like to do alone than just filling your time with what other people like to do
0: and i think in terms of like being alone like yes this could mean like spending some time by yourself but i also think this means making big decisions on your own. For example, you're, you know, you're going to, you're picking your university. I think a huge decision for me that was really important and that was scary, but was really important was choosing to go to a university where I didn't know anyone because that was time that I had to become my own person. And I didn't have someone who I could rely on to just be who they are, or who they want me to be. All of a sudden I had to decide how to sell myself based on who I am as an individual. And I think that goes with make alone time for yourself, find time to be alone so you can figure out who you are as an individual when you're not with a group.
1: I think it's also like in your 20s, like when you're picking a career or a job, you can't take into consideration what your friends are gonna think about the job, what your grandparents, what your parents, what your old colleagues, what your high school friends are gonna think of you when you post on your Instagram that you got this job. You can't think about that. You literally have to think do I wanna do this job? Am I gonna be happy there? And what's it gonna do for me? Like you have to figure out the three things that you want to get out of the job that are important to you, not what what are other people gonna think if I'm doing this job.
0: Like I hate to burst your bubble, but most likely the friends that you have, you know, at the age of 15 through 18, most of them aren't gonna be your friends at the age of 40 or 50. And that's just facts. Like, that's just looking at how life works, where you grow and you change as a person and people go their separate ways, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you've changed, which, you know, some people might tell you you have. It means that, that they, again, they weren't supposed to be a part of your life at that time. And so I think acknowledging that, you know, why do I really care what this certain friend thinks of, of this, you know, job choice that I'm having right now? Because, you know what? They might not be there for the majority of it. And yeah, that kind of sucks to think about, but it's important. You need to make decisions for you because technically you're the only person that's really going to be involved in it in the long haul.
1: And like, honestly, if we're honest, like those people may be a part of your life, but it's about the level of influence that they have on you too. Like you may, there's no guarantees that you and your best friend or you and your friends are going to be living in the same city just as you do when you go to the same school and see each other every day. Like friendships take work, a lot of work to stay connected. So You can't rely on them to fill your time. You have to be okay with being with yourself because at one point or another, you're gonna have to spend that time, that empty time, with yourself. Right. Absolutely. I think one extra thing that I'll add here is like something that I've always wanted to do. That it's on those. um, If you want on Pinterest and like alone time, it they always say like go to the movies by yourself. I've never done that. Sounds terrifying and Jenna I almost just said let's go alone together oh that's cute how, like, pr- yeah but that's how primed I am to be like oh I gotta have a, a buddy beside yeah. me which is true like humans naturally couple but it, it's something that I've always wanted to do and like just see like what's it like to experience this alone or eat at a restaurant alone all of those things it's you grow
0: absolutely I have never been to a movie on my own I've never gone out for dinner on my own Mm -hmm. And I, I personally think I'm great company. So I think I would like to spend some more time on my own. And I think COVID's been, you know, as shitty as it's been, Mm -hmm. it's definitely given us, given us the opportunity to appreciate our time on our own and, and find who am I when it's just me, when it's not me and my friends, it's just me alone. You can't be basic if
1: it's just you. No, absolutely not. You are who you are. Exactly. So our seventh, um, tool, I guess, to mm-hmm. conquer basic bitch syndrome on the list is to set goals. Right. I, I preach this. When you set your own goals, you're not sitting without a best friend being like, what's your goal and what's my goal and, and figuring them out. You sit down with yourself and you almost like on a sheet of paper have to say, what's important to me this year? What's important to me in the next week, month, three months, six months? I'm not setting long-term goals because of COVID right now, but what's important to me and what do I want to achieve? And that's going to be individual to everybody.
0: Yeah. And I think what's great about setting goals is once you've determined where you want to be, every choice you make leading up to that has a direction and you know, yeah, maybe it's not what my friends are doing, but it's getting me closer to that, that finish line. Yeah. And so it makes it easier to break away from the path because, you know, I'm not just, you know, stranded and saying, I don't know where I'm going. I have a goal, I have a direction. So it's like, sorry guys, I'll catch you later, but this is going to help me reach my goal and it makes it yeah. easier.
1: Well, exactly. And like, some like, I'll, I'll share my own goal right now. One of the big goals after I just said I'm not setting long term goals, huh? but one of my biggest goals is to buy a house by the time I'm 25. So maybe that means that I'm not buying all of the fast fashion because I need to save that money right. in order to put into a fund to buy a house. Whether or not that's going to happen. Again, it's guiding my own individual path, kind of separating from that pack to become the person that I want to be. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's just, it's so much more meaningful because then at the end of the day, you've reached a goal and you said, I did something for me and Mm -hmm. I did something that made me happy rather than I made all these choices because someone told me it was right and I don't really know what its purpose was.
1: Well, exactly. And the other thing is, you have to write them down. You can't just think them. You're not going to stick to it. If you don't write it down and you don't see it on a piece of paper, you're just not going to stick to them. So I recommend writing them in your favorite notebook that you check in your planner, putting it up on a bulletin board, making it your laptop background, like somewhere where you're going to see it daily that kind of reminds you when you wake up again, I'm going to be a positive person and I'm not going to buy lunch today because I'm going to put that money away. Yeah.
0: My biggest thing is make your goals editable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my way of doing it is usually I'll put them on a whiteboard because then if stuff changes in my life and it does because, you know, COVID (laughs) and things come that you can't, you aren't expecting. I don't feel this pressure of, damn, I didn't meet this goal because maybe that goal is no longer applicable. So being able to Mm -hmm. amend your goals and say, you know what? I've changed my mind. I've, I've now experienced this and it's made me have a whole new goal is okay. And it's not something that you have to be angry at yourself. If you don't achieve, it's not a checklist, but it's just, it's giving your life Mm -hmm. direction. And it's again, making it easier for you to make decisions on your own rather than depending on what the people around you are doing.
1: I really like that. I'd like to do a whole episode on setting. Yeah, hundred percent, we can,
0: and I'm sure there are like great, you know, people that that specialize in helping people set their goals for life, for their business, for their own personal life, for everything.
1: No, there are for sure. Yeah,
0: we'll definitely do some research on that, and we'll get back to that. Uh, Number eight out of ten is find what makes you happy and enjoy it. And I really want to stress the enjoy it part of this, because Mm -hmm. a lot of time in life, we you know, do stuff. And, and we don't want to advertise that we're doing something that's different because again, that's taboo. But I think if you find something in your life that, yeah, is maybe odd or strange, or even just not quote unquote, we say that all the time, normal. If you like it, advertise it, you know, live with it, love it, talk about it to people, just wear it on your sleeve. Um, if you like to play chess, own it, do it, you know, tell people I'm a chess player. Because if it makes you happy, you shouldn't be embarrassed by it. And if you are embarrassed by it and you aren't telling people about it, then the peer pressure wins. And that's just not fair and you don't deserve that. So I think do what makes you happy. Practice what makes you happy. Eliminate what doesn't make you happy if it's unnecessary. And only, you know, spend time and effort on the things that bring you joy in life.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, just because what you may like isn't necessarily considered cool. It doesn't mean that you need to conform. You do not need to conform. What makes you unique is what makes you beautiful. And you need to surround yourself with people in your life who will accept and support that.
0: I think you also need to remember that what is cool is subjective. And there's no, you know, rule book for what is cool. It's really just what you decide, what people decide is cool. And you have to remember that really doesn't mean much. If you change your opinion on what is cool, all of a sudden what you're doing could be cool.
1: You know? Yeah. Exactly. Just because your friends say it's cool, it probably isn't. Just look at vaping. Just look at vaping. (laughs) Vaping is a great example. I agree. Exactly. Number nine, our second last tip to overcome basic bitch syndrome Mm -hmm. is to have different types of friends. Mm. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And there is research that confirms that, that when you spend time a lot of people, you become the average of those five people. So you need to be selective with who you're spending time with and exposing yourself to. And if you're spending time with five people that are exactly the same, you're not going to end up being that much different if they're not supporting or facilitating your growth.
0: I think if anyone's ever studied business or has just done any research on this topic in in particular, There are facts that prove that the most successful business organizations are the ones with diverse work communities Mm -hmm. and that have people from all different backgrounds with all different perspectives, because again, it provides them with the most well-rounded approach to doing business. And it's the same with your friendships. If you're all clones of each other and the same of each other, you aren't going to be challenging each other and encouraging each other's growth. It's only once you find people from all different backgrounds and with different, different viewpoints on life that you are going to become the, the most well-rounded person you can. So that brings us to 10 out of 10, we've reached the end of our list, which I think is one of the most important ones and it's stop being so hard on yourself. And I think you need to remember that at the end of the day, no one is watching everything that you do as, as much as you think that they are. Don't stress so much about that Insta post, your acne, your taste in music, your clothing style. To be honest, nobody cares. And I hate to say that because I don't want you to think that you're not important, but I think you think that you are much more the center of everyone's minds and thoughts a lot more than you actually are. Because most often people are so self centered that they're concerned about themselves and don't really actually think twice about what you do. So I think the more you think nobody really cares about me that much, I can do what I feel and what makes me happy, the better you're going to be to get to a place where you are happy and content with who you are.
1: Honestly, If you become the most true, the most real, like authentic version of yourself, people are going to admire you for that. And people are going to gravitate towards you Right? because no one wants a friend who is exactly like everyone else, who is kind of basic bland, unless basic is who you are. And that's clear. But again, if you're basic, you're not basic. You're you you will have more success than anyone.
0: Sophie said this earlier and it's stuck with me. (laughs) And as weird as it is, you're not special. You're not. We all, we're special in our own ways, but at the end of the day, you're not so interesting and fabulous that the whole world is wondering what you're doing. So if you can take that mentality, you can think I can do what I want. I can dance like no one's watching because most likely nobody is. I think that's a great mentality.
1: They're going to admire you for being different.
0: I think the people who I have had the most respect for in my life are the people who look like they just don't think twice about what other people think about them and that they yeah. do what they want because it makes them happy. Because those people just seem the most confident and self-assured and they're people who I want to be. And I'm sure that they're people who you want to be and who you respect. And so if you can take on that attitude, I believe me, people will have so much more respect and and love for you than if you are someone who you think they want you to be
1: exactly one last thing that jenna and i want to do today is share our quotes of the day um this is something we want to do a little bit more often because quotes i like to read at least a few quotes on pinterest before i go to bed and a few when i wake up just to kind of get my head into the right space so we want to give you a little bit of positivity because that was maybe a lot to take in um, about why, like why you should be yourself?
0: The first quote I found was directly from Pinterest. I'll try to share it somewhere, maybe on my social media, because I think it's amazing. I don't know who said it, but I want to find this person because I think they have a great attitude. And it basically just says, never be afraid to try something new because life gets boring when you stay within the limits of what you already know. And like, damn, that's powerful. Like, it's true. Like life is boring when you're just trying to be a copy of something that already exists. And again, it comes back to that bring what no one else does, make our world more colorful, make it more exciting. Because if, it, if we all look like clones of each other, like robots, God, is this life going to be boring?
1: Yeah, it's going to be black and white. Absolutely. Oh, and I can already
0: see Sophie's quote, and it
1: fits oh so perfectly. <laughs> We're sharing our screen. <laughs> the quote that I chose, which I just think I love this quote, it's by C.S. Lewis, And it says, be weird, be random, be who you are, because you never know who would love the person you hide. And this for me is so important because if you're being a fake version, for lack of a better word, of yourself, you're not being loved by the right people. Or maybe those aren't the right people for you in your life. Just how Jenna and I say, it's not about using people, but it's about finding the right people in your life for that person that you are, you're not with the right people. You need to be the person that you are in order to find the right people to be with you and support you in that. So this is like full permission from a girl who's also working on this on herself to be weird, be random, and be who you are.
0: I promise you it's scary to do so, but the second you start embracing who you are, no matter how weird, how odd, how spontaneous, how wacky that is, the more people are going to respect you for it, and the more people are going to aspire to be just like you.
1: Absolutely, and again, like (laughs) the 20s are a year of change, and mistakes, and transitions, and (laughs) figuring out what path you want to go on, so that person may change a couple times, if not three to six times, right? It doesn't matter. As long as you're just having fun, you're happy and you're doing things for you, not for your mom, your sister, your friends, your dog.
0: That's what your twenties is all about. And even though people Mm -hmm. say it's the time for you to, you know, know what you're doing. It's more so the time for you to figure that out. And half of figuring out what you're going to do with your life is figuring out who you are. And so take this time and try different hats, try different styles, try different interests and see what sticks And whatever you do, just do it with confidence and then you'll know it's the right choice.
1: You're going to thrive. Like you're already an amazing person. You have everything there for you. You have the world at your fingertips and you might just need to push yourself a little bit further out out of your comfort zone to just get that full authentic lifestyle going for yourself. You know what song just popped into my head? I know, but you're dancing and it's making me
0: laugh. It's I got the whole wide world in my hand. That one, you know it, because <laughs> like you said, your world and your oyster is your oyster, and that's what's in my hand. Okay. Um. So I think that is a perfect way to end today. It's yeah. definitely an important thing to talk about, and I definitely think we will come back to continue talking about this topic because oh, we've only just started, and we could go on for hours on end about being yourself and
1: embracing who you truly are. And like full transparency, every single time Jenna and I release an episode, we're terrified. Like we are putting ourselves out there. We're putting our opinions out there. This is not a basic thing to do to come up onto a podcast and just speak to literally maybe someone. Like we don't know if you're listening. That it's not a comfortable thing to do all of the time. So there's insecurities and fear when you're putting your effort and your heart into any type of business or project. So we're not, we're not, we have skin in the game here. It's kind of what I'm trying to say.
0: Absolutely. And I think we would be hypocrites if we were just telling you what to do with it, implying, applying it ourselves. And we are Mm -hmm. absolutely working daily. We have made it part of our goals to be our most authentic versions of ourselves. And a part of that is releasing this podcast and Mm doing anything that involves doing what feels right to us. And I know Sophie and I have talked personally about the little changes we've implemented into our lives already since, you know, starting this conversation uh, in order to make ourselves more comfortable with the person we put out there. Uh, and we wanna build and share a community of girls who just hype each other up and are a part of that process of letting each other be who we wanna be. And I think starting this conversation is the first step to that.
1: Yeah, there's no more like time or room in our lives for judgment. Like high school's over, girls. We need to pull up our big girl pants and get out into the world. And I'm sick and tired of seeing the judgment and a culture of just hate like it's right absolutely it's time to move on from that
0: so if you're waiting for the sign you know to all of a sudden start being who you really want to be take this as your sign this is it right Here now it this this timestamp write it down because this is your your you know what's the push this is going to be your push to post that photo on Insta that you wanted to post but have been hesitating if you look your best. Send that text, wear that new outfit you bought, but it's, you know, just too out there from what you usually wear. Send your resume to that employer, whatever it is, do it for the sole reason that you have wanted to do it.
1: We know that something just popped into your mind that like you that's been kind of itching at you, that you've wanted to do that isn't comfortable and scary, but like I really, really encourage you to explore that because you're going to feel better about yourself and you're going to realize you have the power to change your destiny
0: you are so powerful and you have so much more strength than you think that you do and i think only once you acknowledge that will you actually be able to change your mindset and decide that this is the time where you're going to finally be yourself so
1: that being said we're going to end it here um by the time that you've listened to this our website is live so you can check us out at www.my20somethingspodcast.com
0: we're so excited for you to see it we've worked really hard on it you can give us feedback on that site you can chat with us by using the contact us feature you can see all of our new updates you can even listen to all of our episodes on there as well as on all of our other streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anything else that you can access through Anchor.
1: Yeah, you can also check us out on all of our social media sites uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it. We got it. Um, at 20, my 20 somethings podcast. Um, you can DM us there about how you found this list, or if there's anything you want to work on, we'd love to hear from you and start to build up this amazing community.
0: If you've liked listening to us gab for the last half an hour or so, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on all platforms, rate us and give us reviews. It really means a lot to us.
1: So thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you in two weeks and we know you're going to kill them. So just keep being you stay happy and healthy and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye guys.